0: Now today's Facebook home adventure targets Jupiter. Hey guys um welcome back i would like to start by saying that i have decided i do not have a specific day that i upload the podcast anymore <laughs> it used to be every thursday but i feel like that i don't have enough time between each thursday <laughs> to talk about something new to like figure out a topic or have something happen in my life that's worth talking about so I'm gonna just upload fucking randomly and I hope that's okay that might even be like twice a week here and there who knows but um yeah I'm sorry about that so this episode is going to be very different from the last Last one was intense. Um, I apologize if it was too much for your innocent ears, but um, today I I do have a specific topic that I want to talk about. But also, I just want to talk. I just there's been a lot happening and a lot on my mind that I feel like it would help to let out and maybe it'll help somebody else who's going through the same thing. Um, I don't know. I just want to talk. Um, I guess I'll start with like updates. Like there hasn't been anything too well no that's a lie. I always say that. I'm always like there's nothing too crazy that's happened but like there is. Um, I I have a boyfriend now. We made it official the same one I was talking about in the past two episodes, we are official now. And I'm very happy about it. Um, I went to his mom's wedding with him, I think, two weekends ago or, or so. I don't know. And it was the best thing ever. Like, I don't, I don't know if anything will top that memory like it's gonna stick with me forever and I'm so grateful that he let me come and that I met the whole fam and um they're all so sweet like it's they're oh my god they're literally like the sweetest family I've ever met everybody is just so welcoming and sweet and funny and I love them all like very very much and I felt very much at home um which was great uh so yeah i'm no longer single i'm not available anymore boys i'm very happily unavailable um i also got an i love you which i didn't think that i would get from him for a really long time like we we had a whole talk about you know him saying i love you back and things like that and I was like, okay, like, it's totally understandable to not be ready, and, like, that's okay, like, take your time, but at the same time, if I don't at least get an I love you by, like, the end of the year, I'm gonna be hurt, like, it's okay, like, I'll understand it, but, like, it'll hurt, and he basically was like, I take that stuff a lot more seriously now, and I don't know if I'm gonna be ready at that point, even, so I was like, okay, um, that sucks, I guess, but it is what it is, and I respect it, uh, but no, anyway, I got an I love you. It's actually, it's kind of a cute story, um, so I was at his place, and I wasn't having a very good day. I was pretty bummy, um, I was kind of in silent mode, like I wasn't saying anything, I was just kind of laying there and being sad, and he orders food, and I... The first thought in my mind is like are you joking <laughs> I was like I'm sad and you're ordering food you're just gonna eat while I'm sad <laughs> um so I was like whatever I guess do you I guess um but he ordered pizza from my favorite pizza place I don't even think it's just my favorite pizza place I think it's my favorite food all around there's, there's this place called Blaze Pizza in Calgary um Oh my god, it's so good. I get the same pizza from there every time. Like it's just it's amazing. I love it so much. So we got Blaze. And he doesn't even really like the pizza from there at all. Like it's it's never his first option to order from there. I was laying on the bed and I was still being quiet. He put the box of pizza in front of me and I immediately was thinking like, "Wow, that's super sweet that he would get me my favorite pizza like especially" since he doesn't even like the pizza there, like, that's very sweet for him to try and make me feel better, um, I wasn't in the mood to eat, so I didn't, like, touch it or anything, I just kind of laid there, and he goes, you should open it, and my first thought was, you think I don't know the packaging to my favorite pizza place, like, I know this is Blaze, like, why do I need to open the box, like, I know what this is, um, but I opened it like slightly and it was a pizza. So I was like, yeah, I know, like it's Blaze. It's, I get it. Okay. Um, and then I kind of just laid there some more, still didn't eat cause I, my appetite was just not there. Um, so he comes over to me, we chat a little bit and he goes, did you open it? And I was like, yeah, it's Blaze. And he was like, no, we'll open it all the way. And there was a little message written inside the box on, like, the lid on the inside. Um, Said a bunch of stuff, but he ended it with, I love you, I really do. And when I read that, I'm pretty sure my first... The first thing I said out loud was, no. (laughs) It was just unbelievable to me to get that from him. And I didn't think that I would so soon. And every time that he says he loves me even after how long it's been since he said it for the first time like it makes me feel a way that I've never felt when anybody else has said I love you to me you know like it's it's like butterflies and just like happiness and it makes me so smiley just because I guess I have never wanted anybody to love me back as much as him and I got it, and I feel grateful for that, so that's my little, uh, little love story, I guess, um, but yeah, that's, that's basically, like, what's been happening, that's, that's the update, um, I kinda wanna talk about life generally right now, because it hasn't been going the greatest, and, (laughs) it's starting to seem like it never goes good for me, I know, and that's usually the case, but things were really, really good, and then they got really bad, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I'm struggling to figure it out, and it's become a struggle that I can't seem to overcome on my own, and so I kind of want to talk about one of my mental illnesses that I suffer from. Um, Trigger warning, I am going to talk about suicide. I am going to talk about depression, things like that. So just putting that out there. So I struggle with OCD. Very few of you know this, I think, but it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. Um, When I was a kiddo, it was more just like the, you know, what people typically think OCD is generally like the, for example, I would brush my hair repeatedly, like every five minutes, or I would put something on my nightstand and I would move it around until my brain told me it was perfect. Or I would, you know, when I was in bed, I would move my pillow around until I thought it was perfect. You know, like things like that. It started with that, but it didn't affect my mental health like at all. It was just kind of like an annoying thing. Like I would get annoyed with myself for doing it but it literally didn't affect me at all um fast forward (laughs) it got worse as I grew up and I don't remember the name of the OCD I have like the type of it that I have I actually learned it recently from a TikTok which is what the fuck but um I saw this TikTok where this guy was like anonymously telling like something, a secret or something, I don't know. And he was talking about how he has the certain type of OCD that makes it so that he, like basically it's, it affects Your personal life and your relationships just as much as it affects you in your brain you know like I I look at it like my brain wants see like I I say my brain and not I because I genuinely think of my brain as like a separate being from me because we just I just feel like I have no control over it and it's just its own thing doing its own thing Um, but I feel like my brain just wants everything to be perfect, including the person that I'm with, which is not possible, obviously. Nobody is perfect, as Hannah Montana once wisely said to all of us. Um, (laughs) it's not possible, but it's a mental illness, and I wish it was as easy as telling my brain, like, that doesn't make sense, like, why are you upset about that, or what the fuck what is your problem right now and have myself like realize like okay it's not a big deal but that's not how any mental illness works obviously like you can't tell somebody that's depressed to be happy like it it's that's not how it works you know I wish it was that easy but it's not um so it's affected my relationships every single one that I've been in in the sense that I Find problems. No, no, my brain finds problems and I end up having questions. And that's what this guy in the TikTok was basically saying. Like he said, he asks his girlfriend like a bunch of questions, and it it got to a point where, for example, if his girlfriend's ex had a certain type of car, he would never be able to look at that car. Without getting upset. Like it was just like he avoided it at all costs. Like it was not. It just like affected his life. In like the most. Minuscule ways. And that's literally. What I would go through. Um, It's definitely died down a lot. Since I started antidepressants. But. It's still there. And I feel like it's. Making its way back. Into my life. And I don't know. If that's because. I'm building a tolerance to my antidepressants or you know, I need to start therapy. I I know that I do. That's not even an I think. I know that I have to start therapy, so um it's just like it's a really really hard thing to go through because not only does it put you yourself in shit, but it puts the people around you in shit. And I would rather just struggle with this all by myself but it doesn't let me. And this might sound dumb, but I always see it as my brain is cut in half and there's two sides to it. There's a wall in between and there's a good side and a bad side. There's the angel side and the devil side. And whenever I think of a problem, whenever the bad side thinks of a problem and I'm getting bothered by something or I have questions, the other side the good side of my brain is always just questioning the bad side does that make sense like it's so weird feeling like my brain is its own being and it's just doing its own thing because i have those like negative thoughts and that good side of my brain is like but why why does this bother you like don't bring this up don't ask about it don't do that because it doesn't actually bother you this is something that you're gonna ask about and directly after you're gonna be like why the fuck did I ask about that it doesn't even bother me this is something that is not gonna matter in like five minutes like don't do it and it's just a constant war between the two and I lose every time that good side of my brain loses every time and that's literally what happens each time it's a, it's an endless cycle because i'll find something that bothers me i'll ask about it um the questions will get answered i'll feel better once they're answered but then i'll feel like shit because why did i ask it in the first place why did i put my person through that why did i need to do that why couldn't i just control my brain You know what I mean? It just... It's so difficult. And it's so hard for other people to understand it. Because it can easily seem like I'm just sitting here, you know, plotting and thinking of things that I can get mad about. And getting mad on purpose. And, you know, starting an argument just because I feel like it. But that's not the case. Like, I want nothing more than to be happy and to make my person happy. That's all I want in life. But it's just not possible. When I have these intrusive thoughts about something that bothers me, I can't fight it. It's just, I just can't. And when I started, you know, when I found the right antidepressants for me, they really helped out and I, didn't have any sort of questions nothing bothered me anymore like all my OCD you know the the really bad parts of my OCD had died down completely like I still would have the like rereading things over and over again or, or you know doing something over and over again until I thought it was perfect I still had those like little annoying annoying things but the big things were not there anymore so I think I am building a tolerance which really fucking sucks I'm just stuck I'm very stuck and I know that there's still hope for me because there is tons of antidepressants I haven't tried yet and there is therapy which I definitely like I said need to start it's just it's funny because the o the problems that the OCD is causing me is literally one of the main reasons why I don't have the time or the energy or the effort to look into to therapy and to look into one that is affordable and right for me because I just keep having these problems and then I spiral into just like the worst depression ever because of the OCD because of what the OCD made me do so it literally feels like I don't have control over my brain and that like even saying it now sounds ridiculous because it literally sounds like I'm like making excuses like that's what I'm sounding like to myself right now like I'm like oh I'm not trying to be a bit a bit <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I'm <laughs> It sounds a lot like I'm saying I'm not a bitch like my my brain is making me do it like I like it's all on my brain like I'm trying to excuse the behavior but that's literally not it. And I get that it's, like, so hard for anybody else to, like, understand that. But it's not controllable. I can't control my own head. And that gets really, really terrifying a lot of the time. Because I just feel like we're not connected. I just feel like it's working against me. And it is. And it's a huge flaw of mine and it always ruins the best things in my life and that always leads to me blaming myself for for losing things that matter to me and even though it is my fault because it's my OCD it's something that I can't control so it's like my head is just constantly at war with me and trying to ruin things for me and it just doesn't feel like it's mine. It doesn't feel like it's my brain. It feels like my head was cut open and somebody else's brain is is just chilling in there. Like, it doesn't feel right. I don't feel right. Um, and it's been taking a toll on me a lot lately. And it's been taking a toll on the people that I love a lot lately. And... I just wish so badly that it was something that I could control. Better, at least. Um, I just, I don't want to lose the best thing that's ever happened to me because I can't control my stupid brain, you know? And I want to put the effort into figuring that out and I just need the time and the energy and it's hard. To, to find that when I'm just constantly battling myself you know I just hope that I just hope that despite of how much of a toll it's taking on the person I'm with that he can stick by me and understand the best that he can what I'm going through and why I'm the way that I am and why I do the things that I do because I don't want to I don't want to be like this like I feel like it would be a whole other story if my OCD was just like like how do I explain that like it would be a different thing if my OCD was just like the only thing there like I didn't have a good side what I call the good side of my brain and it was just OCD and I didn't ever feel bad for asking anything and I didn't ever think there was anything wrong with it and I just brought up all my problems and and you know fucked over everybody that I was with and just didn't care but it just sucks having the other side of me that's like what the fuck are you doing and why why and it's ridiculous because There's been times where something has bothered me, like I'll have an intrusive thought that bothers me, and then I won't do anything about it. Somehow I'll manage to not act on that intrusive thought, and then an hour or so will go by or a day or so, and it will not matter to me at all. And it's just like, it's so messy, because like, what the fuck? Pick one, brain, like, it's just so weird. Because the things that my brain decides bothers me don't actually bother me. And that comes to light within an hour or so. Like, I'm just fine. It's over with. I don't even care anymore. I don't even want to ask anything. Like, how does that work? I don't understand that at all. And that's definitely something to talk to a therapist about. (laughs) But... Yeah, it's just been difficult trying to manage it lately, and I keep saying it, but I I do have to start therapy for sure. I do have to start a new antidepressant for sure. Um, I'm just, I think I talked about this in one of the last episodes, but I'm very scared of starting a new antidepressant because they have a bad phase before... They make you any sort of better, um, which means like your anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, all of that will be amplified by a thousand. And it's just like the worst, like three to four weeks ever. And then by the time those those weeks are over, you it might it might still just not be the antidepressant for you. And then it was all for nothing. You know what I mean? And I know that like it's a lot of tweaking and I've been through that tweaking with a bunch of them before. Um, but it's just scary because I am not doing well right now at all and I'm scared that if I start a new antidepressant that makes me feel worse I ju- that just scares me because like I'm already not okay so for that to like amplify as much as it will if I start a new one is like it's very very terrifying to me like little antidepressant story here this is the trigger warning for suicide. Um, Back in 2020, when I started antidepressants, I started the one that I'm on right now, which is Lexapro. And I started like on five milligrams, like just to get me started. And it was not helping me. I was getting really tired. Like I was sleeping all day. I wouldn't even get enough food in my system. Like I was just like no motivation. I, my anxiety was really bad. Depression was really bad. So I went to my doctor and he put me on a different one, Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin is terrifying to me because of that beginning phase that I went through with it. There was a night where I was on the pill at this point and it was just a really bad night. It was worse than usual and my boyfriend at the time ditched me not going to talk about that but I was alone in my apartment and I lived on the 25th floor and my suicidal thoughts were so bad to where I was genuinely debating jumping off the balcony and that's not you know being over dramatic or anything like that like I wanted to And the fact that I wasn't scared to do it was what was scaring me the most because one of the main reasons why this is shitty to say and it's sad, but one of the main reasons why I've never, you know, committed to killing myself in the past is because I'm scared to do it. But in that moment, I was not scared at all like I had no fear I was literally thinking to myself like why don't I go out on the balcony and stand on the other side of the rail and see how I feel and if I'm still not scared I'll just let go and I'll drop um and in that situation I was having yet another war with myself because I was like no like don't fucking do that and I had nobody there to help me with that or to me away from the balcony so i contacted a suicide hotline and they're the only reason that i didn't go through with it that day um so after that i was like "Fuck this (laughs) and you're usually supposed to talk to your doctor before you stop taking an antidepressant like usually you have to like taper off of them or something nope i said fuck this shit i'm not taking the trip to my doctors i stopped wellbutrin on my own just cold turkey and i started taking lexapro again because i had leftovers from like the first first uh time i tried them Um, and I instantly, the same day that I quit and started Lexapro felt so good. I felt motivated. I felt happy. I wanted to be productive. Like everything felt so good. So I just stuck with Lexapro since then. And it really, really helped me. Like I didn't go to therapy or anything, which I should have started years ago, but I didn't go and I was thriving. And I think I'm building a tolerance to it now because it's just not working and I feel like it's doing something because when I compare how I am now to how my OCD was in like 2018-ish it's still better it's still like 70% better than that that was very bad but it's coming back and I'm scared that it'll just keep getting worse and worse so I have to figure that out and I will um don't worry about me, I'm a thug, uh, I just felt like it was something I wanted to talk about, because it's just, it fucking sucks, and I don't see much said about OCD, and it, like, I know that a lot of people still associate OCD with, you know, associate all OCD with just, like, oh that picture frame isn't straight it's really bothering my OCD like that's not what it is it goes so much deeper and it's so much worse and OCD is just another mental illness that adds to depression because you know again I'll have an intrusive thought I'll ask about it I'll feel better for a few seconds and then I'll feel like shit because I asked about it. And then that feeling like shit will lead to me absolutely hating myself and wanting to die. So it's so much more than a picture frame or colors or things being in order or whatever. Like I remember there was was this one time I was with my one of my exes somewhere and he pointed out uh, a lamp and the lampshade was like super crooked. It was all fucked up. And he was like, I bet that's really bothering your OCD right now. And I was like, no, (laughs) it's actually really not. Like, that's not what it is for me. Um, It's just such a complicated thing. And it's scary and it's scary to go get help. And I'm not ashamed to go get help. Like, I want to. I want to start therapy more than anything right now. Um, but going in with something like this is scary. and I, I can't even really explain why. It just is. And it makes me very sad that this is how I am and this is who I am. And I just wish I had more control over my brain and my feelings and my thoughts. Because, I think I've said this before, but like, I could die tomorrow. You know, like you never know when it's your last day here. You never know. And I just, I would hate to spend any day of my life focusing on all these intrusive thoughts and asking questions and feeling negative and making the person that I love feel negative And then just dying. And like, it's so stupid to say, but like, you only have one life. This is all you get. And I'm almost 23, and I feel like it's taken so much of my life from me, and it's taken so many experiences from me, and it's ruined so many things and so many memories that I would have been able to consider my best like core memories but I can't because they were ruined by me and my intrusive thoughts and my OCD it fucking sucks and I don't want to live like this and it's it's so strange because one day I can, I can tell myself like okay fucking don't don't ask anything like you only fucking live once don't do it today try to be happy you're gonna be okay and for some reason my brain will listen to that and I'll be okay and I won't ask anything and I won't have any intrusive thoughts or if I do I'll be able to you know store them or like tell myself that they don't matter and that you don't even actually want to ask them like sometimes I'm able to convince myself and that's That's rare. It's super rare because like I said I always lose that fight with the other side of my brain but there is sometimes now that I'm thinking about it where I have been able to kind of pull through Um, but then it lasts like a day at most and then the next day it's back to what I consider normal and It hurts, man. It really hurts to be like this. And I just wish I wasn't. Like, I don't... Like... I don't want to be me anymore. I'm just very tired. It's consumed so much of my life so far. And it's consuming more and... I just feel like this year could be the best year of my life like I really feel like it could be and things are so good for me relationship wise and you know friendship wise and things like that like I feel so loved and so cared for and I'm so grateful for everything that I have and everybody in my life but I'm tired. If anybody listening to this struggles with any sort of OCD, especially the same type as me, message me about it, because I'd, I'd love to talk to somebody who goes through the same things as I do. I think it would really help, but yeah, it's something that I struggle with. It's something that I'm trying to find help for. It's It's... I'm really trying I'm really really trying and sometimes it just doesn't seem like I am but I, I am I'm doing everything that I can and I'm learning and there's still a lot for me to learn about life and myself and this mental illness and my depression and anxiety and OCD and all of that there's still so much left that I don't know about and that I want to learn about and want to take care of um yeah I just hope also that if you struggle with OCD or you know I'm only going to talk about OCD right now just because that's the topic and um I understand what you're going through and it I'm sure that you blame yourself for the way that you are just as much as I do and I hope that even though it's the hardest thing to do ever that you learn to not blame yourself and that it's not your fault and that it's a flaw but it's nothing that can't be worked on and treated and helped. And I hope that you feel confident enough and brave enough to go seek that help because there's only there's only so much time you have here. And if you feel at all how I've explained I feel, I think it's worth seeking help. And I hope that you do because... You're worthy of that. You're worthy of help. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't say anything bad about you at all. If you have a problem, that's okay, and that's not on you. That's just the way the universe built you, and that doesn't make you any less worthy or lovable or beautiful. I just, I just feel like sometimes I need somebody to tell me those things that, you know, this, this OCD of mine does not mean that I'm unlovable or that I'm impossible. I feel like it's reassuring. Um, so I want to be the one to tell anybody else going through that or any mental illness I I said I was only gonna say this about OCD but like any mental illness your depression anxiety um I don't know ADHD I don't know whatever other mental illnesses there are that I can't think of doesn't make you any less of a wonderful human being and you're a star I hope you feel like one every day um Yeah, that's the end. This was just me coming on and talking about what I've been dealing with lately and things like that. And, um, thank you for taking the time to listen. It means the most to me, so thank you. Um, next episode will be more of a happy one. I promise. Bye guys.